If you have your Bibles, I want you to go to uh, Matthew 6 and which I think I'm going. 6 and 33. This is the theme scripture of our church. The theme scripture of our church. And y'all, I'm, I'm so excited about this. So good to see visitors and people and people here this morning for the first time. So good to see you. We want to shake your hand after church. All right, meet you. If, if you want to meet me, amen. I don't like to just put, you know, you got these new people. I don't want to, okay. I'll be right here if you want to shake my hand. All right? Okay. All right. But um, this is going to be called the winning series. We've been talking about this. And way back, we preached a message called, not long ago, a few weeks ago, You've Already Won. Y'all remember that one? Well, this one is just simply called WIN. W-I-N. WIN. And it stands for What's Important Now. This is how you win. Is you figure out what's important now. Now, I'm going to tell you, uh, and I say this a lot, this might be one of the most important messages you ever hear in life. This may be one of the most important messages you ever hear in your life. So pay close attention. All right? Matthew 6.33 says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. Everybody say first. Everybody say first. Everybody knows what first is. It's first things first. What's first? There's a second, there's a third, but what's first? And what's first is very important. It said, but seek ye what? First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. What is righteousness? His way of doing things. The right way of doing things. Seek the right way. Seek God's way. Seek that first. And all these things will be added unto you. Now, if you read this chapter, it's the things that everybody wants. Everybody wants the good life. Yes? Everybody wants more money than they need. Yes? Everybody wants a place, you know, that's so big, you know, you can get lost in it. People want nice cars. And this is what Jesus was talking about in this chapter. If you go through, it's what he's talking about. Clothes and food and where you're going to live and how you're going to drive and all that stuff. He said, the people of the world who don't believe in me, who don't have covenant with God, these are the things they're constantly thinking about. These are the things they're constantly chasing. They're constantly worried about their money, their food, how they're going to dress, where they're going to live, what they're going to drive. Money, 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 money. Y'all know that song? Money. That's what people are thinking about all the time. But there's a conjunction at the beginning of that. Y'all know what that conjunction is? Come on, people in school, children. What is that conjunction? But. So it's a contrast. He said, don't do that. Don't do what all those other people are doing if you're in covenant with me. He says, but seek ye, what's that word? First, the kingdom of God. And his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. When? How do we win in life? We decide, we discern, we discover what's important now. Everybody say, What's important now? Everybody say, What's important now? 
So let's go to Haggai. And this is where um, Dr. Rogers took us last week. Let's go to Haggai uh, chapter 1, verse 4. And we're going to go through 8. This is in the ESV, easy um, version. And it says, is it time for you to dwell in your panel houses? While the house of God lies in ruins? Now therefore, says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. You've sown much and harvested little. You eat, but you never have enough. You drink, but you're never full. You clothe yourself, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages does so to put them into a bag with holes in it. All right? Thus said the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Go up to the hill and bring wood and build a house that I may take pleasure in it, that I may be glorified. What is this all about? In this Old Testament, it's like, oh my God, what, is it, what does it mean? Let me explain to you this real quick, real easy. So, 18 years before the decree had been made to rebuild the house of God, 18 years before, the decree had been made to build the house of God. But Dwayne, they hadn't got around to it yet. They were busy building their own houses, building their own business, doing their own side hustles. All the stuff that, you know, people get involved in. They had their own relationships. They were doing their own thing. And it's not that God has a problem with people living in luxurious houses. But that's what he was saying. He was saying, is it time for you to live in your luxurious houses while the house of God lies in ruin? 18 years, guys, we can't get around to it. You haven't, everybody, this is a word. We're going to talk about the whole message. Priority. Somebody say priority. You haven't prioritized me. Now, this is a big deal with God. Like I said, this may be the secret to the rest of your life. The secret to winning, in my opinion, estimation in life, is who and what you prioritize. That's the secret. Who and what you prioritize. And God is saying, you have not prioritized me. <laughs> you prioritize yourself. You prioritize your own stuff over my stuff, right? Okay? So he said, consider your ways. He said, have you, have you noticed? So what he's saying is, have you noticed that since you've been doing this, you've been side hustling, side hustling, two and three jobs, still don't have enough money? That's Monique. Oh, my God. I thought you had church. I didn't know who you were. Don't interrupt my message like that no more. <laughs> but you've been doing all this stuff, and it's not, it's not working. All this energy and time that you've been putting into it, Y'all, check this out. This is, y'all, I'm, I'm excited now. If you don't get excited about this, something wrong with y'all. Because I'm, I'm going to show you the secret. Listen to what he says, and this is going to help y'all. He says, you have deprioritized me. He said, so consider your ways. You've sown much, 
but you harvest little. You're doing all this work, still have more month at the end of your money, too much month at the end of your money. You eat little, and you, you eat, but you never have enough. You drink, but you're never full. You're, you clothe yourself, but you're never a warm. And you earn wages and put them in bags with holes in it. Thus said the Lord, consider your wages. Here's the definition, priority. What is a priority? The quality of state of being prior, something given or meriting attention before competing alternatives. The thing that's regarded more important than another. Priorities. Now y'all, there are people who have a problem knowing how to choose priorities. Within special ed, there's a group of people who have disabilities that you have to literally teach this as a social skill. What to do first. What's important? Now, somebody say amen. There are people with very high IQs. People who are talented. People who are highly attractive. People who are very skilled laborers. Nobody can make a dress like her. Nobody can cut hair like him. Somebody say amen. Nobody can tailor a suit like him. She can bake cakes like nobody else. She can do hair like none other. He's a whiz at fixing cars and computers. Yet if there's one deficit that I've seen to keep uber-talented people broke, to keep highly educated, highly skilled people from success. It's the inability to prioritize what's important. It's reported that people with ADHD or inability to focus have a hard time with priorities because they're easily distracted. On a, similar, on a smaller level, we do it every day. People say stuff like, you know, I treat everyone the same. How many of y'all ever heard somebody say that? I treat everybody the same. Yeah? Now, these are things that we say to make ourselves feel better. Nobody treats everybody the same. Somebody say amen. Is this true? Is that statement true? No! Because we all have priorities. I believe, I do, I believe my, my wife loves everybody in our neighborhood. But y'all, I would have a major problem. She woke up every morning and cooked all the men in the neighborhood breakfast and then cooked me breakfast. Somebody say amen. Or cook all the men in the neighborhood breakfast at all, right? Because I'm supposed to be man number one uno. Somebody say amen. No, prioritize me. <laughs> Nobody treats everybody alike, right? So their priorities, we do this every single day. There are seven things that, seven tasks that they say people prioritize every day. That's eating, come on somebody. Yeah. Should be showering. <laughs> Should be some oral hygiene. Yeah. Should be going to the bathroom, whatever you do when you do it. Right? There are things that we do every day. And, and those things but depending on at what time they fall, they become high priority, right? All right. <laughs> we teach our men at our church. 
God, come on, man. What's the next one? Family. What's the next one? Football. God, family, football. There's, there's a priority to what you should be doing. All right? Now, some men, it's football, football, football. Somebody say amen. And then family find their way somewhere in between. No, no. There should be a priority to your life. And many times people fail at relationships because they don't have priority. Somebody say amen. Even on a plane, I don't know if you've ever heard a stewardess or flight attendant. In their emergency procedures, they give you priority. Y'all know this? What do they tell you? They say, put your mat, put it. If, if the cabin loses pressure, what does it say? The oxygen masks are going to come, come down. And then put the mask on who first? Yourself, right? Then administer to a child or an elderly person. Is this true? What's important now? Why, why is that? Well, because if I'm over here trying to help my baby, but I don't have oxygen, and then I faint, then who's going to help the baby? Somebody say amen. So there's priority in life, yes? Everybody say priority. Are y'all getting this? Are y'all still asleep? <laughs> we talked to married couples with children. Yeah? And we have to always go back to those priorities. We got to look at those priorities. We got we to we always measure those priorities and, and what I call realign, yes? Because sometimes things can get out of whack, yeah? Sometimes the thing that's not supposed to be first, seek you first, ends up being first. And the thing that's supposed to be first ends up at the end of the line somewhere. Somebody say amen. So I know guys, they become sports fanatics with their children. Now, ma'am, I'm missing my anniversary with my, with my wife because, you, know, you know, we got AAU tournaments. Like, bro, you wouldn't have a son if it wasn't for your... You see how people get stuff out of priority? No, man, hey, bro, you, you can miss that one. Hello? <laughs> Pastor, you meddling now. Yeah, I know. And then sometimes women, they get so, and then, oh, she has to go to tennis practice, and she has to go to belly, and she has to go this and that and that. And, and a lot of times, even in the church, women get real busy in church. Husband at home eating um, TV dinners and stuff. In a bed that's cold. Come on, somebody. No, no, no. Yeah, hey, man, thank you. Thank God that you love your church, you love your pastor. But, yo, you got to prioritize your marriage. Somebody say amen. amen. And even with, with me and my wife, you know, we had to do that. We had four children. But we had to, we had to keep that balance because now, now, now I'm, I'm, I'm having to readjust because now they're all leaving to get married. They're not going to be there. So you done prioritized your children for 20 years. Now they gone. Now it's emptiness syndrome. Now, now, come on, somebody. Now you don't know your husband. You don't know your wife. Y'all don't even get along. Y'all don't even like each other anymore. You got to keep the main thing. Let's see if you can finish that. Keep the main thing to what? The main thing. Everybody say first things first. Everybody say when. 
This is how you win. What's important now? Yes? And God has this whole concept, y'all. This is, this is the secret to God, really, it is. It is. It is. The, the one thing God wants to be is prioritized. That's really it. He wants to be prioritized. That's really it. He wants to be numero uno. He wants to be the first in line. He wants to be the first that you worship. He wants to be the first that you give your attention to. And that's the whole thing about being born again. And I suspect there might be people in here who are not born again. And y'all, the only reason you're not born again is because you haven't prioritized what Jesus did. You haven't prioritized what God did. But you can be born again today. You can give your life over to Christ today. You can, you, you can make him Lord today. But that's what it's all about is the fact that the people that die and go to hell or the people that die without God are the people that never prioritize God in life. Somebody say amen if you believe that. We still believe that. I have a saying here and we talk about it all the time. How do I know what to prioritize? Well, you saw me do it a few minutes ago with Jennifer. I have the saying of can you dance with the one that brought you to the party? Do y'all know where that comes from? Let me help you understand that. How many of y'all know what the prom is? Some of y'all ever been to the prom? Yes. So, generally, when I was coming up, I'm sure it's shifted now with all the gender stuff and equality stuff, but when I was coming up, the dude asked the girl to go to the dance. Yeah, to the prom. And then the dude bought the ticket to the prom. Now, by the time we came up, prom tickets was like $50 or something. And they was kind of high. So the dude had to buy the tickets. And then you find out what color the girl's dress was going to be. And then you had your and the comma and all that. You did the same color. Then you were responsible for buying the corsage. Is this true? Is that how it went? Yeah, you buy the corsage, and then uh, 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 I don't know who got the boutonniere. I don't know who did that, but whatever. And then you bought the corsage, and then, you know, then you pick the girl up. Now, if you have money, you know, your mom or somebody got a limousine or whatever, and then by the time we came along, it was you supposed to take the girl, maybe go to dinner, take her to steak and ale or something before the thing. Is this true? Yes. And then you go to the thing with the girl. Now, you done done all of this for the girl. And she over there dancing with Jimmy all night. You want to dance. You can't get a dance in. She over in the corner with Jimmy on the fast song. She over there on the slow songs. No. I got deprioritized. Somebody say amen. So dance with the one that what? Brought you. You think? You think? We're going to buy two more properties and Jennifer not going to get the first shot? There's no way in the world. Somebody say amen. amen. She was just in on another deal that just happened. Somebody say amen. amen. Right. So y'all, we're going to dance with, we're going to prioritize God because he's the one that brought us to the party. Somebody say amen. Come on, he created us. Come on, he sustained us. He healed us. He touched us. He changed us. He delivered us. 
He kept this. Who woke you up this morning? God did it. Who keeps your heartbeat going right now? What about the breath in your lungs right now? Who's keeping food on your table? Who's keeping you provided for? In the midst of a recession that you're still not in the shelter and God's provided for you, you ought to prioritize God. We got to keep them first. Somebody say amen. amen. Everybody say keep them first. Everybody say keep them first. In this text in Haggai, the minor prophet of the Old Testament, he only gets two chapters to talk about prioritizing God. That's all it is. Two chapters about how he sees the people of God. Deprioritizing God. Yeah? And his house. Now, Here's the thing that I want to point out. Look at Haggai uh, 1 to 2. This is in the Amplified. Thus said the Lord, these people say, the time has not come. The time has not yet come that the Lord's house should be rebuilt. Although Cyrus had ordered it to be done 18 years before. This is in the Amplified. Then came the word of the Lord by Haggai, the prophet. It's time for yourself to dwell the Jewish houses while this house of the Lord lies in ruin. Now that said the Lord. Consider your ways and set your mind on what has come to you. Think about it. Think about it. Just think about it. Think about what God has done for you. And should we be realigning priorities? Somebody say amen. So then he points out that there's a difference with your life when you deprioritize God versus when you prioritize God. And that's what I want to get to. There is a difference. So we say everything is the same. Whatever God wants to happen will happen. God's in total control. No, there's a difference of what happens in your life when you prioritize God versus when you deprioritize him. There's a difference. Y'all, there's a difference before me and my wife started uh, faithfully giving tithes and offerings to God versus the time that we didn't do it. And if you don't believe that there is a difference, you never change. But there is a difference. And life is just not episodic. It's not case sera sera. It's not things are not just happening just because. If things just happen just because, then why should a farmer plant anything? If God's in control of what the farmer's going to get, why should he plant anything? Hello? He could just not plant anything, believe God, and just get a harvest of corn and a harvest of wheat and a harvest of this and that. No, it is based on what he does. It's based on what he prioritizes during the planting season. Somebody say amen. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you the secret of life is during, <clears throat> during your lifetime, when you get that opportunity to prioritize or deprioritize God, that is the difference between what happens. There is a difference, and God says it in the scripture. Let's go to Haggai 2 and 15. Listen to what it says. This is God, and he's helping them. He says, think back before you set out to lay the first foundation of stone. He said, before you started building the temple, I'll, I'll, I'll drive it home. Before you really came out of church, and started sowing seeds so that we could get into this building. All the things that many of us did that sacrificed. Me and my wife gave $100,000 last year. Some of y'all gave up to $30,000. That's 
that we, you know, we gave y'all awards last week. Thank y'all so much. Some of y'all gave what you could. You didn't have $30,000. You gave 10 or you gave five or you gave 500. Whatever you gave, you prioritize God so that we could get this, right? This is a whole miracle, right? We talked about that. But y'all, you prioritize God. But he said, think back before you started doing that. He said, before you set the foundation of stones, before you started trying to rebuild my temple, how did it go with you? He wants you to think about it. He said, is it true that you're a foot dragging, this is in the message, <laughs> that your foot dragging half-hearted efforts at rebuilding the temple of God were reflected in a sluggish halfway return on your crops? See, we don't connect the dots. When we foot drag on God, Results foot drag for us. When we're half-hearted for God, we get half the results. Do you see what it says? He said, he said, he said, isn't it true that your foot dragging half-hearted efforts to rebuild the temple of God were reflected in a sluggish halfway return of your crops? Half the grain that you were used to getting, half the wine. I hit you with a drought and a blight of hell. Everything you were doing got hit. But it didn't seem to phase you. These are the people that never really get it. And I tell people all the time, think about it. Think about when you didn't prioritize the first day of the week, Sunday, going to church. Think about it. Think about when you were just out there washing your car like everybody else on your street probably doing it. Come on. There wasn't a traffic jam leaving our, our subdivision today going to church. Did you get a trap? Did you get traffic jams coming out your neighborhood? Or did you see a bunch of cars just sitting there? <laughs> no. But the difference between us and people say, why do y'all keep doing that? Because we noticed that there was a difference. Come on, somebody. There's a difference between the time that we didn't prioritize God and we did prioritize God. Is this true? <laughs> this is what he says. He said, you, you, couldn't, you couldn't get a crop. But he said in verse 18, he said, now think ahead from the same day when you started. This 24th day of the ninth month. Think ahead from when the temple rebuilding was launched. Has anything in your field changed? The vine, the fig, the tree, the pomegranate, the olive tree? Did they fail to flourish? The answer is no. From now on, I love this, you can count on the blessing. Somebody say amen. amen. The blessings of life, those things that you're seeking, the things that everybody hustling and grinding for, trying to get, trying to get, who wants to be a millionaire, playing the lottery for, all that stuff that we do, the, all that stuff the Bible says can be, you can count on it when you prioritize God. Somebody say amen. When you stop deprioritizing his kingdom, stop deprioritizing his church, stop deprioritizing his people, somebody say amen. Y'all, the people that didn't come to church, a lot of them, they love God. Come on, somebody. A lot of them love the church, love the people of God. They just didn't prioritize. Now, today I got to work. Now, today I got to sleep in because tomorrow I got to work. I had a long week this week. It was hot this week. I, I got to get my body. So they prioritize their rest. They prioritize everything else. But it's not that they don't love God. It's not that they don't like God. It's the fact that they got their priorities out of the way. Somebody say amen. amen. Mm. 
Matthew 6, 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. I got a riddle for you, and I'll get ready to close. Talked about this a lot. Which one, Sister Dorothy, would you rather have? The golden eggs or the golden goose? And this is really the conundrum of life. Because everybody knows this, Johnson, it makes sense to get the goose. But the moment you get the goose, he's not laying no eggs. Not that moment. Matter of fact, I used to ask my wife, she had, uh, my wife country, she country. Her daddy uh, grew chickens and stuff. And I asked her, I said, did you ever see the chickens laying there? She said, you don't, you don't see chickens laying there. She said, just go out there and there's eggs there. But it's kind of private things with chickens. They don't come all out. Say, hey, everybody, we laying eggs. You all know what I'm saying? But you just go out there, and if they laid eggs, you look under the thing, and it's, it's eggs. Is that how it goes? So the problem, Mrs. Johnson, is everybody say, no, give me the golden goose, but the golden goose doesn't give immediate gratification. And then it's a thought. Maybe Sister Jennifer, maybe the golden goose has laid all the eggs they're going to lay. Maybe they're not going to lay any more eggs. Takes faith to take the golden goose. Now, the golden eggs, I looked this up. So he said, solid gold egg the size of an average egg in this economy is worth about $165,000. Yeah? Now, if you get 10 of those, that's 1.6 million. So if I gave you a basket of $1.6 million worth of golden eggs, 10 golden eggs, would you take that? Or would you say, nah, I'd rather the goose. Now, most people in here, bro, just give me the basket. I'll take my chances on that. Somebody say amen. <laughs> but listen to this. If you take the golden goose, if that goose lays one egg a day, that's over $30 million a year income. What is the priority now? What's important now? And so often, we chasing these little golden eggs. And most of the stuff we chasing are plated with gold. Somebody say amen. Just wash it off a little bit and the gold comes off. It's not even real gold. We're chasing these shiny objects. We're chasing this or that. We're working double so we can get a Mercedes or we can get a BMW so we can feel like we did something. We can feel like we got something. We can feel like we're wealthy. We're we, we getting this and that so we can go on vacation. And I work overtime. I work on Sundays. And I do all of this stuff. Instead of y'all, let's tend to the golden goose. Somebody say amen. If I keep, if I keep my golden goose happy, somebody say amen. I, I can get eggs whenever I need it. Somebody say amen. amen. So y'all, here's the thing. Do we worship the creator or the creature? Do we worship the gift or the giver? Somebody say amen. amen. How many of y'all know God is the giver? Amen. How many of y'all know God is the creator? Amen. 
How many of y'all know God ain't no golden uh, goose? But, but, but in analogy, he, the golden goose represents him, that he's going to constantly be able to produce prosperity and blessing and wealth and health and healing. What about you get $10 million, but you die of, of, of pancreatic cancer like Steve Jobs? What, what, if, what if you got the, the highest uh, 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 grossing company in the world, which is Apple, but you, but you lose your health? Somebody say amen. How about we worship God? How about we seek first the kingdom of God? How about, come on somebody, how about we keep God in priority? Yeah. So, can we get real practical? I'm not going to hoop today. You know, I did a lot of hooping last, last week, week before. We're going to teach today. Is that okay? Because I want you to learn this. Can we be real practical? Five ways to put God first. Real, 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 real practical. Five ways to put God first. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know what has happened in America when it comes to church attendance and things. There's a lot of things that have happened in our culture. A lot of things that happened in the church. A lot of pastors did wrong. A lot of ministries were corrupt. A lot of stuff happened, has happened, has happened. We understand that. But y'all, it just gave some people an excuse to deprioritize God. How many of y'all know I'm not looking for an excuse? I'm going to honor God until the day I die. Five ways to put God first. You know, COVID, COVID happened. A lot of people had an excuse not to go to church, watch church online, and all those things. But five ways to put God first. Number one, speak to him before speaking to anyone. In the morning. In the morning. For you, before you speak to anybody else, do you speak to God? When I get up, I say, thank you, God. My wife will hear me going to the bathroom. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I ain't talked to her yet. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Love you, God. Thank you, God. I appreciate you, God. All right? If he's the one sustaining everything, if, if, if he's the one that brought you to the party, hey, but how about prioritize him first? Some of us in here, soon as we get up, check his social media. Huh? Why don't you go to the hospital and get the mask on with the oxygen and see can you do that? See what becomes important first. Somebody say amen. amen. We done got stuff out of line, y'all. With the phone. You know, we was talking about priorities. I didn't get here today, but, but I'll I, I sneak it in. You know, you know, young people don't even know which bill to pay first. You got an apartment, you got a car. And here they go paying the cell phone first. It's quiet. And question marks. Like, you don't do that? No! You can let your cell phone go off, but still have a place to stay. Kids think cell phone the most important thing ever. Everybody say priority. Speak to God before speaking to anybody else. Put the phone down. Oh, my God. Some people, man, one o'clock in the morning on the phone. 
Get up 7 o'clock on the phone. Like, y'all, put the phone down. Somebody say amen. Everybody say amen or ouch. Uh-huh. Prioritize God. I'm not checking my messages first because they're not the most important people. I'm not checking my emails first. I'm not checking my text messages first. I'm not checking Facebook first. I'm not checking Instagram first. Can I check in with the one who brought me to the party? Number one. Number two. Press play. Terry Savelle, press play. And listen to his word before listening to anyone else. You know they got Al's Bible Gateway? You can press play and listen to whole chapters of the Bible. You can turn me on, Kingdom uh, Radio, turn it on, listen to the word of God. You can turn on YouTube, listen to a preacher. You listen to, they got a whole station on uh, Sirius called Billy Graham. You can turn on that, you can listen to a Billy Graham message. Y'all, y'all, I'm talking about start your day with the word of God. Somebody say amen. amen. Number three, sing and dance before God before starting your day. My wife, I mean, I'm talking, she does it, what we call religiously. When, I know when she's woke, when she woke up. Because I'm here, fire, fire. I'm here, CC wine, I'm here, song. That's how she started her day. Every day, every day. She only talked to me. She, she, she in there singing before the Lord. Somebody say amen. amen. Start off, singing before the Lord. This is what the Lord tells us to do in the book of Psalms. Sing before his presence. Come before his presence with singing. If you start singing, his presence will be there. Somebody say amen. amen. Here's number four. Uh-oh, here we go now. Pay God first when you increase financially. Two amens on that. Pay God first when you increase financially. Two amens. Pay God first when you increase financially. God, if I ever got a million dollars, I would, you a liar. Because when he give you a hundred dollars, you don't. When he give you a thousand dollars, you don't. You know, some people here, I won't call them out, but I know who they were. You got a new job, gave their whole paycheck. They first paycheck. They said, I wouldn't have this job without God. I'm going to throw the whole paycheck into the church. It's called first fruits. Wonder what kind of harvest you get off of that. Yeah. When you get, when you get paid, when you get paid, when you get increased financially, honor God with that. First. Everybody say first. Does God need your money? No. What does he want to see? That you're prioritizing him. Number five. Here's the last one. Go to a house of worship on the first day of the week. Start your week out. Y'all you, know what the first day of the week is? Sunday. Start, remember you say, seek ye what? Okay. First thing you did on the first day of this week, you know what you did? You got up, took your bath, got ready to come to the house of God, to worship with the people of God. That's prioritizing God. You did it right today. I don't know, and y'all find out another one. Find out another one and email me, text me. I don't know of another company on this level. 
$14 billion. Y'all know what company's worth $14 billion? Huh? Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is worth $14 billion. One of the most popular uh, fast food chains in the world. $14 billion. I know, yeah, they put MSG in the food. I'm not talking about all that. Okay, we talk about that later. And I'm not promoting Chick-fil-A. But I am saying they got one thing right. Y'all, when everything else is open, you know, how many days you got in the weekend? Three. What? Two or three. Yeah. What did they say? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Your weekend starts on Friday, yes? Right? Friday. But if you say, if you really want to get technical, you only have two. Right? Saturday and Sunday, yes? Is this true? Okay. How about they take out half of their profit sharing on the weekend at malls? Go to a mall today. That has a food court. You're going to see one restaurant darked out. You know which one you're going to see? Chick-fil-A. You can't get no waffle fries today. You can't get them today. You know why? Because they prioritize God. And the reason that the founder started, he, he said, I want to prioritize God that first day of the week. I want to give my employees a chance to worship with their family and whatever worship house they want to worship in on the first day of week and they kept that and up to now now they may change it they got you know they got children even get grandchildren in there people start changing stuff but up to now I believe one of the reasons that they're blessed one of the reasons that they're worth 14 billion dollars giving up a whole day of the week y'all know Jack in the Box is open 24-7 they never close. They don't close on Christmas. They don't close on Thanksgiving. Can't catch up with Chick-fil-A. You know why? Y'all, this is the secret to life. This is the secret. Prioritize God. He told you. He said, can you connect the dots? When you weren't prioritizing me, when you weren't coming to church, when you weren't sowing and giving, do you see how the stuff was working in? Versus when you start doing that stuff, stuff start working together, people start getting jobs. Come on, Sister Nikki, promote it to uh, supervisory positions and stuff. But people can't connect the dots. That good stuff happens when I prioritize God. Bad stuff happens when I don't. Has anybody connected them dots yet? Every head bowed, every eye closed.